hard. I mean, it's a housing podcast. It's not supposed to be funny. So it's like, it's I'm, not. No, I'm worried about it being too funny. Like to where people actually enjoy it. Welcome. 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 To Rezcast. Welcome to our world. Hello, everyone. I'm Alan. And I'm Greg. And I'm Aaron. And we've recently just realized. Oh, welcome to Rezcast, by the way. We recently just realized uh, that I have uh, many voices I can do. Many um, voices. Many voices. None of which are good. No, they're or, all or they, none of them sound like real people. <laughs> not, they all sound like real people. Okay, no, so here's they sound like cartoon characters. Okay, so broken ones. Tell me, tell me a character to do, and I'll I'll just do a voice that I think a character that character would do. Like a cartoon character Robin or Williams. person character? No, no, no. Like like Bobby a guy Bo- who... Oh. He does voices. You can't do Robin Williams. Okay, okay blank. Sure okay, stop. Pause. So okay. you just want like a, a character. It, I want like, okay, this guy works at a car dealership. Mm. Okay. I want to hear the manager mm. of a Target in the middle of, of nowhere. Okay, cool. That's what I want to hear. Okay. Mm. Middle of nowhere, yeah. America? Middle of nowhere, the ocean? Yes, no, like... Like, <laughs> northern part of the United States, like, let's say Montana, like the one Target Montana. in that Okay, state. great, all right. So you'll be the other character. What? Which is? The, the customer. Okay. And like, yes. I want to speak to a manager. Yes. And scene. Hello? I am, I am upset. I need to talk to someone. Is there a manager here? I'm the manager. <laughs> what can I help you with? Yes. Yeah, yes, I hope so. Um, well, let me just say, this target is atrocious. I know. Uh, you also have a ridiculous voice. You're kicked out of my... At least I don't sound like myself. Kicked out of my store. You just sound like you. <laughs> no, that was, a total, that was a voice. No. The, okay, it listen. started as a voice. Okay, no, no, no. And listen. then it just slowly degraded no, to no, no, you. No. Listen, this is me. This is me talking. That's you talking. Okay, okay. now okay. let me put on my manager hat. Yeah, manager hat. This is now the manager's voice. It sounds like a slightly more professional you. It's like you at an interview. Yeah. It's like you trying to fake people into thinking that you have skills and can do the job Ooh. that they might need. Okay, no, no, no. I know I'll do it again. I'll do, no, no, no. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. <clears throat> like if you were lying. In okay, so eleven. I'll just pick a sentence. Sure. Uh, this desk is brown. Okay, I'll say that as Greg. This desk is brown. Now I'll say that as a manager. This desk is brown. That's like you're slightly adding inflection. That's, <laughs> that's it. Night that and day. Night and day. No. <laughs> you're being sarcastic. You're right. kidding. Well, what Clearly else? What kidding. else is going on? And if in, in you know, I may bring out another voice, a uh, third voice. Should we just all talk in voices? Yeah. Can I be English for the rest of the? No. Time? That could be offensive. Could to it? The English. I don't know. Do uh, I don't. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they like it. Maybe they hate it. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Not English. Have you? As, have I mean, you ever... I, I assume that it's bad. I'm not saying it's really a good accent or anything. Okay, you're going between three different dialects of English. Currently. Okay, but anyway, what Scottish, has been going on with you guys lately? All right. Aaron? No, please go ahead. You know? Don't make me do a voice. I'd, uh, do I would actually voice. like for you to do a voice. Hello. This is my voice. It's Billy Bob. Pretty good, right? Not bad. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Well, That's Halloween a... is... Oh, no, just kidding. Um, <clears throat> Halloween has just passed. Correct. Yeah. You can talk into the microphone if you want. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking do, at Greg and You do co-host the podcast. So. <laughs> yes, you are here. I do. Oh, so. Um, so. Great. I'm sorry. Nothing's <laughs> going on in your life. Awesome. Oh, I got in a car accident. Oh. oh. No, no, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm good. Clearly. Are I'm you here. sure, Aaron? Yep. 
cool. Sure <laughs> That's a pretty good again. voice, though, right? Yeah, I'm not happy about it. it was, was it bad. in your own car? Yes, it was in my car. Uh, <laughs> I went camping, so that's different. Um, while I was driving through a... I've uh, never heard Aaron talk about camping. Yeah, At least I'm Shut this. up, Greg. While I was driving <laughs> through the, the park that I was staying in, uh, a Winnebago was driving in front of me, and they sort of, like, break, and I saw, like, a feather come out. And in my mind, I was like, oh, no, I know what's happening. I should break. But because I was in, like, panic mode... I just was like, Whoa! and uh, so the deer was hit by the Winnebago. It went underneath mm. this whole Winnebago. So when it got, you know, to the back of it, it was lying down because it had been hit by a Winnebago. Then I hit it with my car because I did not have enough time to stop. Oh, no. And the, the deer was, uh, to the best of my knowledge, dead. Okay. Can you go back a second? Yes. Why did the deer have feathers? Yeah, where the feathers know. come from? Perhaps it's tail, or it might have just been feather. Shake your tail feather it was, very was referring strange. to a deer. It perhaps I don't I didn't write it, but all I'm saying is that there were feathers or fur of some kind that I saw come from beneath the Winnebago, and I was like, uh oh, trouble's a brewing. But and it was a deer. No, mm. I did not. I wasn't sure. I just thought maybe there was like a squirrel or something, and it wouldn't damage my car. Um, but instead, it was a deer. And it did damage my car. So that sucks. Do you want to talk to that deer right now? Yeah. Actually, okay, sure. I'll do that. Okay. Just just so you can make amends. Deer, deer. Good. Yep. Um, I'm sorry that the Winnebago hit you. That's. I'm trying really hard not to get emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. I'm really sorry that the Winnebago hit you. And I'm even more sorry that I did not break in time. To, to also not hit you again, because you were dying, I will admit. But I, I don't want to be involved in uh, speeding that process up. Um, also, I you don't need to apologize for what happened to my car. That is not your responsibility. That's mine, um, and we're going to take care of that. Also, I'm glad that even though you... I'm not glad that you died, but even though you did die, your remains were used to, to better the lives of other animals, so that's nice. They ha- to to explain that. Yeah, please um, do. I was in a wildlife uh, preserve mm-hmm. or refuge, rather. And whenever an animal dies there, uh, no um, matter by what cause, no matter the cause, a, uh, they, they have a guy come out. He does raptor rehabilitation for like birds. So oh, they take the meat and then they raptors. feed the birds. Not for raptors, which was I get my it. The lineage, thought. the lineage yeah. thing. The yeah. lineage. Okay. Um, so they train these birds and they can like like perform at like Renaissance fairs and they become very skilled oh. and they have to feed them things. And they picked up the deer and hauled that away. So as bad as I felt, I was like, well, at least it's not just wasted and it's going to like sit in the street. That makes sense. Yeah. That's good. I think we have. That was a beautiful letter to the deer, I think we have some. What? I just said that was a beautiful letter to the deer. Yeah. So we actually, I was wrote all that down. Yeah. Mailed it. Yes. The deer has sent a reply. So I'm going to just going to read that. You're going to be the deer? Or read it in the deer's voice? I'm going to read the deer. So let's. I'm excited. This should be good. Okay, I have it right in front of me. Yes, yes, you do. That is quite the letter. Is that parchment? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what deer's right on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dear Aaron. Yes, Dobby? Why did you hit <laughs> Listen, can I get through this? I'm sorry, yes. I don't want to be rude. You keep d- putting, bringing up copywritten uh, uh, characters that I'm clearly not doing. Okay. <clears throat> this is, you know, a, de- a deer near death. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dear Aaron. And I'm saying that again because, you know. No, yeah, of course. You're interrupting me. My apologies. Thank you for your consideration 
my body. P.S. I don't have feathers. You don't know animals very well. Signed, dear. Oh, can I reply real quick? Yeah. Well, you're dead and I'm not, so I don't care what you All right. think. Listen, Aaron. See how spooky that sounds? <laughs> that sounded like um, that sounded like Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. These uh, characters are made up or something. Is that the line from the show? Uh, no. Do you need me to tell you the line from the show? <laughs> no. We're getting uh, off on a bit of a tangent. Alan, yes. let's get to some productive business. All right. What do you got going on? Um, well, just as Aaron's trend is camping, mine is school. Great. Great. Huzzah. I just wrote a paper on P16 reform, so Fantastic. that was fun. So tell us what that is. So P through 16 is preschool through post-secondary education. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Get on the ball. I did. So like all kids alliance strive together, their cradle to career programs. So I wrote a paper over how they're trying to get industry and schools to band together in the community to make sure that students go from preschool all the way through post-secondary. So we can fix the leaky pipeline. I love it. Yeah. Where is it leaking to? It is leaking (laughs) to, I don't know where it's leaking to. Listen, if you have an analogy, (laughs) you need to understand the analogy. Yeah, the pipeline is school. Okay. And the water are the children. Yeah, and then the front is like preschool, and then the end is is post-secondary. Yeah, post-secondary. And then just spits you out. Because sometimes if there's cracks in the the pipe, people get lost. There you go. And then they don't finish their education. Yep. Mm. And then that's. I would take it a step further. Oh, Lord. Is the pipe clear so they can see what's going on in the world around them? No. Or is it a dark tube? Ooh, dark and tube. And they spit it's you out and you're like, tube. where am I? Yeah, yep. exactly. That's how it happens. That's, a, yeah. yep. that's what I'm about to do in, here in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Are you I, nervous? No. That's good. That's scary. That's the scary part that I'm not nervous. You'll be all right. Yeah, Thank you. You'll be fine. All right. Well, let's get to a quick commercial and then we'll have something a little bit. More structured and less Greg in the next segment. I just thought of something that I could talk about that was like relevant to like the betterment of the world, but oh well. We'll be right back. Friends of ResCast, this next advertisement is going to be something specific to Denton, Texas, but by no means do you have to be a Denton resident to enjoy it. Get to the point already. Okay, okay. I'm talking about the Denton community market. It's probably the most Denton thing there is to do, and for the Dentonites listening, you get it. For everyone else, get here and you'll see for yourself. The Denton Community Market is open from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday. That is, every Saturday until the end of November. What? The end of November? Oh, no! We're running out of time to get there and take in the culture, buy fresh produce, view and purchase local art, listen to the great live music, and help yourself and this city. But don't worry. There are four more Saturdays in November, so get out there. The market is on the corner of Mulberry Street and Carroll Boulevard. You can't miss it. And really, you don't want to. Back to the show. And we're back. Hope that was a, a great break for you guys from us. Our guest today, um, she studies anthropology at the University of North Texas, she, where she also serves as a resident assistant. Uh, she's really interested in culture and perception of those cultures, homelessness, making the world a better place. Our guest today is Chanel Jimenez. So welcome. welcome <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. And, and we're here today to talk specifically about something that you wanted to, to bring into this show, which was first-generation students, which UNT has a, has a decent, like a decently high number of, um, as well as a lot of schools in Texas and a lot of schools around the country. Um, 
So what about you makes you want to talk about, advocate for, study these first-generation students? Well, um, a lot of people, a lot of students, um, a lot of peers that are, I feel, Mexican-American, Black-American, um, they don't see it as possible to go to college. Um, they don't think their parents, it's not talk about at home and their parents don't think it's possible. They don't think it's affordable. So I think it's important to let students know that you can do different ways and um, with different tactics, different strategies, you can make it possible and you won't have so much debt. Sure. And and so what, what you, you, you mentioned uh, like a Mexican-American, Black-American, but what does a, a first-generation student look like? You know what I'm saying? Because there, there are lots of different kinds of, of things, but what, what, are, what are they as a student? You know what I'm saying? Um, well, what they look like, I, I think there's all types of first-generation students. As far as my experience, um, a lot of them are Hispanic. Um, and so a lot of them are working and going to school. I used to, I was, I'm a transfer student, so I went to community college. And I, there's, I, I could count the number of students that went to community college in one hand that did not work. Everybody else was mm. working. And I I remember being in classes and um, most of them, if not all of them, were Hispanic. So Okay. And, and so I'm not a first-generation student. My dad actually got his master's, mm-hmm. which is cool, and my mom has her bachelor's in early childhood education. Do you, are you guys first-generation generation students? Yep. No, you're not. I'm not. Aaron is. I Alan am. is not. <laughs> Chanel, are you? Yes. You of are. Course, yes. Okay. So we're half and half here. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, cool. So, so coming from a housing background, then, and and feel free to chime in, anyone. Uh, what what can we do as these people who are almost like these um, for all students like that are living on campus? We're almost their first connection to the campus. What can we do to better advocate for people who? don't know anything about college because they didn't have those parents to say like this is what college is kind of what you you can expect rather than you know those movies about college that are nothing about college uh, although some people may um draw a parallel between me and van wilder just for duration of degree um but you don't have a golf cart oh i could you could i could have anyway um so so what can we do as as residence life professionals, as housing workers, to better support these students and and better get them acclimated to uh, not only our campus at UNT, but like just college itself? Um, I think understanding um, that everything is potentially new as far as the whole FAFSA application, grants, work study, everything, all the lingo, all everything. <clears throat> is new to them mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure it out as they go. So um, understanding and um, keeping in mind that they, this is, this could be their only chance of being in school. And it's just maybe understanding their experience, maybe understanding where they're coming from, how fortunate and that they got here to be in school. Cool. And we all have our own strategies for that. So, so mm-hmm. yeah. I think, uh, realistically, there's not much housing can do to assist people who are not as well-informed about the possibility of college 
being available to them. Mm-hmm. I think realistically, admissions, which I know UNT does a pretty good job about that, mm-hmm. is going to oh, elementary yeah. schools and middle schools and high schools and, and talking with people and explaining how loans work and explaining how FAFSA works and how grants works and just all of that information because it's a lot to take in, yep. especially for people who just have no experience with it. Uh, the best thing you can do is just give them the information and make it available and yep. and let them make their own decision. I know for me, uh, grants and loans were definitely something that were part of uh, – my college experience coming from like a single parent background, it, it just, any, anything else wasn't an option. Um, so that was the only way I could do it. And then working, yeah, you got to work. Yeah. For sure. I definitely agree with you. And that housing, we're just sort of like liaisons. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We're once they things. get here. Right. We're, like, yeah. 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 But, um, I definitely admire the topic because one of mm-hmm. my, um, long-term goal, uh, Vice President of Student Affairs, but next up would like to be um, Student Support Services for Underrepresented Populations. Oh, yeah. And I think it's really important to make sure that, you know, there are those liaisons mm-hmm. and that they're everywhere, they're available, because not not only do they not have the information, but sometimes they don't know how to even contact someone yeah. to find oh, out yeah. that information. Mm-hmm. So it's really our job to go out and find them because they not, might not know how to find us. Yeah, it just seems like something that's so far off in the distance that you don't even right. think about it. It's not even an option. Mm-hmm. So I guess then from when these people do get to the campus and they are taking uh, advantage of their um, their college experience and we're helping them out, um, how can we instill in them at that point that, you know, not everyone in there, like after them has to be a first generation student either. Like how do we keep these people who may not see the the positives of going to college? You know what I'm saying? Because none in their family, and like for a lot of like a lot of people I know who are first generation students, people in their family didn't go to college, and people in their family became successful or successful enough, uh, and so like from their parents, like they don't have that support. That's like, hey, you should make sure you stay in college, or hey, you should make sure that your kids go to college eventually. Um, I guess how how do we not become their parents, but like <laughs> become that voice that's like you know what this this is more than just to get a job. This is more than just to say you have a piece of paper with your name on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that being a good example as far as what you can do with a college degree, as far as what you can uh, achieve with a college degree, would be um, a good reason to. To not actually tell them in the words, but kind of show them um, that it's just more than what you're saying, a paper and a good job that with uh, being in college, you get all these other experiences as far as uh, learning something as, as simple, I don't know, in a program. So I think the example of what you can do, what you can change, how you can make it, the world better um, would be I think sufficient for most students. Okay, and so how are you making the world better? You know, as a first-generation college student, how do you want to make the world better for not only future first-generation college students, but for everyone outside of that? <clears throat> oh my God, <laughs> that's an overwhelming question. Well, I don't know if I can myself make the whole world better, but um, just being like I'm saying a good example, I was working um, when I was at community college, I was working in a nonprofit that's called Education's Freedom that's set in Dallas. And you would go to different schools in Dallas and help peers because they. I was 19 and I was helping people who were 18, sometimes 20 in high schools. And I was helping them apply for college and kind of um, 
get tell them tell them inform about about college and so it oh it got me it kind of um helped me understand that some people don't really know that it's possible but with that i think that coming back and showing uh, after you graduate coming back and showing oh um i can do something with this <laughs> sure yeah yeah, yeah. You, can do, you can do your small part yeah and, and yeah. the way that impacts someone else could be a lot different um so cool what is that foundation or, or organization oh it's called, called um education is freedom and there's, there's education some, is freedom yes, okay. yes there's something here at unt called g-force which is essentially the same thing it's just two different organizations yeah so they go out and okay talk to students and as even as an RA, you're making an impact. So you, can you tell us about what you got going on? Yes. Which I guess this week, this since week. this is coming out on Wednesday. <laughs> yes. So um, November 5th, there's going to be a um, program called Hunger Banquet. And that's essentially a simulation of how the different income levels affect, how it, it affects people differently as far as uh, hunger and poverty, homelessness, food insecurity goes. And... Um, Whoever does attend, the students that attend will have will be able to experience what it's like to sit down on the table, ready and get ready to eat dinner, and you don't have enough on your plate, and you that's all you have. You can't. Of course, students are going to be able to walk out of there and maybe go to a dining hall and eat, but this is to kind of bring awareness that people, this is their life. This is how they eat every day. Um, and so that's something that I'm doing right now, and I I I am very excited about it, and I just I kind of just thought about it one day, and then with the great resources. Yeah, here it's at turned UNT. into something a lot more than just Bigger, a program, yeah. which is cool. And and it's even cooler going back to the the topic of first generation students of the of the people who are going to be eating uh, very little at all or nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, where is college in that? Like, what are they thinking of? Like, if that's someone's real life, which it is for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. With their like plate of rice or whatever, like they're not thinking about college. They're thinking about making sure oh, they have yeah. a plate of rice for the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you think about s kids in even here in America. You think about kids that don't have, uh, they don't have breakfast or they don't have lunch or dinner, and they go to sleep hungry. But how are you trying? How how do you want students to learn? Um, do good on their tests, do good on their homework, they're hungry. So imagine how awful it must be when it's prolonged in other countries where you don't have that for a long time. You don't have food enough and adequate nutrition for a long time. You can't think about school. You have to worry about I mean, you then you start thinking, these kids aren't going to school. They have to work. Mm -hmm. They have to find jobs. So. Cool. And I, I know you got to go. You're on call yes. <laughs> in a couple minutes. So... <laughs> Um, is there any last-minute things you want to say about first-generation students or about, um, like, kind of, like, your studies in anthropology or just shout-outs, like, you know, if you want to make a shout-out to Mozart or anything? <laughs> shout-out to Mozart. Um, uh, obligatory. There you go. <laughs> um, just, well, whoever's listening to this rest cast. All ten of um, them. <clears throat> uh, there could be yes. more. <laughs> And I'm going to assume they're already here at UNT. So some somewhere some, elsewhere, yeah. Maybe yeah. some people out there are listening. And uh, what I can say is that there's always a way to go to school. You have to be strategic, and um, it's there's nothing. Nothing can be taken away from you. 
or okay no let me say that again <laughs> everything can be taken away from sure, you yeah. except your education so if you are a first generation student grasp it grab it and don't let it go because then you'll impact your kids then hopefully get the ball rolling so very cool and uh i wish you luck with thank the you. hunger banquet mm -hmm. thank you guys well. november 5th yeah. rollins hall Merti yeah, purpose room Woo. <laughs> <laughs> november 5th 7 p.m guys great thank you and uh we will be back next week thank you goodbye goodbye bye